What is going on, OWS fam? I am guessing it sounds a bit like I am in an echo chamber. That's because I am. I'm in a closet. (laughs) We moved out to the Burbs for Christmas. Typically, uh, we fly to New England to spend Christmas with my family every other year. But with Abby a month away from giving birth, the family flew out here. We rented a home in the suburbs. Anyhow, so all the all the kids and family are downstairs, and I'm in a closet to try to make it as quiet as possible. I uh, wanted to drop a quick note to you guys on the news out of the Browns with all the wide receivers being out. Uh, we also have news with the Jaguars going full tank and sitting James Robinson and putting Mike Glennon under center. I will still be leaving the Jaguars alone myself, the thinking being that the Jaguars' offense is unlikely to produce a type of score that could win you a tournament in the setup that they have this week. So things could happen. Uh, You could create a viable scenario for playing somebody from the Jags, but I will be leaving that offense alone. On the Browns, the... The way that I'm seeing this is trying to think of how Kevin Stefanski tries to win games, who the opponent is, and then the situation that the Browns are dealing with, with all of their starting wide receivers on the COVID list. So my expectation here would be that even though the Jets are easier to attack through the air than on the ground, and even though we were kind of leaning toward some Mayfield pass-built rosters, If you're the Browns, what you're likeliest to do here is slow down the pace a little bit, and you have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt. So there's a high probability that you slow down the pace, you end up running about 60 plays instead of 65 or 70, and you end up giving 20 carries to Nick Chubb and 15 carries to Kareem Hunt. That's 35 plays right there. You end up with, you know, maybe 22 to 25 to 28 pass attempts. And that ends up, you run a lot of 12 personnel with Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper on the field at the same time. You end up getting, you know, three, four, five targets apiece to those guys, a couple targets to Chubb, four or five targets to Kareem Hunt. And you end up with a bunch of other pass catchers who are not particularly likely to go over five targets apiece themselves. And so I think that the likeliest way for this game to play out is not for Mayfield to still throw 35 to 40 times and for one wide receiver to see 8, 9, 10, 11 targets, but instead for basically all these pass catchers to be at six or fewer targets. So there are certainly scenarios in which things could, game environment game environment could swing to where the Browns are having to pass more, maybe the, the Jets score early. Or just the Browns have a really hard time on the ground. As we noted, the Browns still have one of the best offensive lines, one of the best run games in football. So even though the matchup doesn't tilt in their favor, they should still be able to find success there. But maybe Stefanski pulls a fast one on everyone and decides to go pass heavy anyway. Uh, I will be leaving the Browns passing attack alone. It's one of those situations, it's like what Zandemir says about weather or shadow corners, that people tend to overreact to the news and so the best way to play things over time is to just not react to it unless it's you know like extreme weather like those 30 40 mile an hour wind games that we had earlier this year so i think that we'll see people moving over to marvin hall and even to the browns tight ends and trying to 
play things that way and expect that one of these guys is going to see eight to 10 targets. And that leaves an opportunity where if everybody is just sort of auto moving to that type of setup, we can actually gain an edge over time by not overreacting to the news. And by thinking about game environment, thinking about offensive setup and recognizing that the Browns are still likeliest to lean on the run. It's what they were doing all season until the last four weeks. And there's no reason for them to not go back to that. So uh, the way I'll be approaching this is expecting 25 to 28 Mayfield pass attempts, expecting, expecting those to be spread out in such a way that no one is really seeing heavy volume. And uh, then you're basically hoping to guess right on a touchdown. And as we talk about often, if you're on a high-owned play where the play is hoping to guess right on a touchdown, it's, it's more plus EV over time to change tracks, move off of that play. So that's the way I'm looking at the Browns. The next layer that I'll add here is what I said about, you know, maybe the Jets do well and force the Browns to throw more. The way to play Browns pass catchers in a way that still gives you a better shot at first place is to build around a scenario that forces the Browns to go more pass heavy. So if we understand that Kevin Stefanski was extremely run heavy with the Vikings last year, he's been vocal this year about how the Browns want to win games by running the ball down the opponent's throat. They were doing that the entire season until the last month when they've started putting more and more on Baker's plate. It's reasonable to expect that in this must-win game against the worst or second-worst team in football that the Browns will say, hey, let's let's go ahead and move back to the run and only switch over to a pass-heavy approach if forced to do so. So if betting on Browns pass catchers, assuming that Marvin Hall is going to become relatively popular compared to where he would have been otherwise, uh, let's say that he's 8% owned, 10% owned, 12% owned. If that ends up being the case, the way to build around that, again, recognizing that what we're really saying with Marvin Hall is either hoping for a game scenario that forces the Browns to throw more or just guessing on touchdowns. And we don't want to just guess on touchdowns on a higher owned play. So the way to play that would be to say, uh, what if there's a game scenario in which the Jets force the Browns to pass the ball more? And then you could take the player from the Jets who might be part of making that happen. So that would be Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, or even Brashad Perriman. And so that's the way that I will be approaching this spot. Uh, personally, I'll just stay off the Browns myself, but uh, if playing them, I would want to go all the way in by building around a scenario that that accounts for elevated target projections. So that is all the news that we have from today. I have no other updates on my end, so I'll leave it at that. I will get out of the closet and put William to bed and then get to work on some rosters. So uh, I will be back if there's anything else, although I don't expect there to be anything else. And as always, I'll see you guys on the site tonight, tomorrow morning. I'll see you in your inbox Sunday morning, and I'll see you at the top of the leaderboards Sunday evening.